This is the Troll Patrol. Why? With Justin Freakin'. Welcome to the Troll Patrol Live, where I assure you we're going to talk about some bullshit tonight. What's on the menu? Bullshit. Purgatorius. Dance. Dustin, dance. Good evening. Dustin, my friend. Have you, like, did you, uh, have you changed your shift? I feel like you didn't used to get to join us for the live show that often. Has, has being, has being a father changed you in more ways than one? Everybody give Dustin uh, a congratulations. Able to make a, a cute baby. Is that what you say to the breeders? I don't know. I don't know what the what the proper That baby's a cutie. I actually saw some pictures this morning. And uh if he, like I loved all the pictures, but one specifically her face was hilarious. She's, she's got like a like take no shit kind of face. And it cracked me up. So I laugh reacted that specific picture. Just so if you're if your lady asks about that. I thought I thought that one face she was making was adorable. It cracked me up. Kids are not for me. I don't look at them as like a blessing or anything, but if you're happy, I'm happy for you. That's a weird way to put it, isn't it? My best friend's got three. I don't know how he does it. Had to stop playing video games with me last night because the youngest one had shit everywhere, apparently. And I'm like, yeah. I sure didn't miss out on anything, did I? Shit everywhere. I mean, as if as if that doesn't happen to me anyway with these cats. Like, uh, Maynard will scare the shit out of Socks, and Socks will go running from the litter box with shit coming out his ass. So I'll have to clean that up. Cats and kids. Cats and kids is the same thing. You didn't come to hear me ramble. <laughs> Uh, maybe you did. Maybe you did come to hear me ramble. I don't know. We got a lot of shit to talk about. We are on kick, aren't we? I had turned it off last night for the uh, sound of... No, I didn't turn kick off. I turned YouTube off. We should be good. I haven't seen anybody pop up on kick. Yeah, I'm live on kick. Hi. Uh, oh, yeah. Let me hit that music. Oh, maybe you want your meme of the day. Jason Aldean trying to convince everybody he's not racist but doing a remix with Kanye West. Ah, of course. I say shit everywhere. And in comes Libertad. Good evening, my friend. Apparently an innocent little bystander. 
Maybe, maybe I'm the baddie here. What are you cats doing? This is probably, this is probably going to be a short one. I'm going to try to keep it to like an hour or so. Cause like I'm having a real hard time right now. I was just sweeping the floor today and I like, I don't know why it happened. I guess I'm just getting old, but like my back just seized up. I'm in severe pain right now. Who <laughs> would have dangling turds? Um, curiouser. Has a. Do you mean meek as an adjective or meek as a noun? That's a question posing to you I'm now I'm off completely oh sound of freedom sound of freedom I'm sorry I had everything ready to go I assure you here's my pirated copy So I apologize that we could not make that work last night. I had no way of being able for me to hear media winch while we were watching. I think I figured it out. It's this, I've got the shitty ass board. Doesn't do all the things my nice board does here in another month or two. I should have my nice board back. I have, I have a nice board, but I think I figured it out. I think I figured out how to make it work. So we're going to give it another shot next weekend. We're going to watch Sound of Freedom. I think I, I have it all set up. But I didn't want to do it without Media Wiz. Like, I feel like it would be torture to do it alone. So I need Media Winch to back me up on it. Fuck Nazis, good evening. I feel like a lot of people just have to, they, it's, it's a rite of passage as you get older. The back pains. I'm sure mine has a lot to do with just sitting in this fucking chair all day. But that's, that's neither here nor there. You don't want to hear about my problems. You come to me to hear about the world's problems. What are we going to be talking about tonight? Back to your meme. The right, the right is very upset about the Barbie movie, which just premiered. Apparently, apparently there are some right wingers that are upset about Oppenheimer, so they're switching it up a little bit. They're 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 uh, uh, not all hopping on the Barbie bandwagon, but I'm more excited for Barbie. There was a um, let me see if I can find it. It was like a um, interest for Oppenheimer or Barbie by state. It was like a meme that was going around. Showed you which state was searching for. It was by like, you know, Google Trends. And I found it. Here it is. 
Let's take a look at the state, shall we? Fascinated at, uh, I assume New Mexico is the darkest blue because that's where like a lot of the atomic research took place. Venus blood flow. Good evening. All of the southern states are on the Barbie bandwagon. Virginia, I assume it's because that's the military-industrial complex. They're all, all hyped up on Oppenheimer. Get over into West Virginia, it's Barbie. Kentucky, it's Barbie. Mississippi is really fucking into Barbie. California is Oppenheimer. Washington is Oppenheimer. You get, I, I, I find like Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Nebraska, and Wyoming, they're a wash. They're neutral. They ain't searching for Oppenheimer or Barbie any more or any less. About the same. They're either all outside, because like that's, that's my take on it. Wyoming, they're all out at some fucking state fair or some shit. Ain't nobody watching no goddamn movie. There, there isn't a movie theater in Wyoming. Fascinated by this. You got the entire Northeast is into the Oppenheimer. Why? Like, I'm... Me, personally, and I used to be, like, the biggest Christopher Nolan fan. I'm more into Barbie. I'm more, I like, Barbie is the movie I'm more excited to see. Uh, what do you guys think? And if it makes Ben Shapiro mad enough to rant about it for 43 minutes, and, like, we gotta talk about this, right? We were, There ain't no, there ain't a goddamn way in hell we're gonna watch 43 minutes of that. But I have it. I, or am I just going to like throw a dart and start it at some random time and we'll watch about five minutes of it? Because that's all that like Ben Shapiro warrants. I don't even know if he warrants that. Like He's totally doing this for attention, right? Am I doing the wrong thing by playing Ben Shapiro talking about it? Look, look at him. I want you to look at him. I didn't think... I thought this was like AI generated or something. No, this is fucking real. He's got his toys. He's gonna like... I guess he's gonna throw them away. Like, this is from that video. That 43 minutes of him ranting about Barbie. I... I mean, it's content for me. It's fun to make fun of them. But am I just giving it too much air? Has it ran, like, making fun of Ben Shapiro is over now. Like, I feel like he's he's jumped the shark. He is nothing but a parody of himself to be... It, yeah. So, I watched a video essay on South Park. And they were talking about how they, uh, they love the way... Matt and Trey handled Kanye because how do you parody Kanye at this point? Like they they hit on the topic using Cupid Yay, but they didn't. They, they can't. They can't have Kanye the character come back because like, what do you do with that? 
So, like, it's gone beyond parody with Ben Shapiro now. Then, of course, he's going to go and rant about the Barbie movie for 43 minutes. It's beyond... There's nothing I can say to make the fact that he did that funnier. So, is is Ben Shapiro just over? Or are we now on a Ben Shapiro embargo? A Ben Shabargo. Do we give Ben Shapiro the shabusiness and put him on a shabargo? Warlord wasn't expecting me just to turn the fucking movie on, was he? Go to slotslights.net to win real money. I thought about it. I thought about doing the movie tonight instead of doing the news. But I think you would rather talk about Afro. Uh, Man, I really fucked that one up. You'd rather talk about Afro. You would rather talk about Afro Man being sued by the cops. Remember... A couple years ago, I think it was a couple years, it might have been a year, year and a half ago, the cops busted into Afro Man's house. They broke down his door and <laughs> he, he wrote a hilarious song about, hey, Mr. Officer, will you fix my door? I'm probably fucking it up. The cops are suing Afro Man. What the fuck? What the fuck does Johnny Popo have to sue Afro Man over? He was the one that was wrong. You kicked down his door. I I think one of them ate his his mom's lemon pound cake or something. Uh, we'll we'll get it. We'll get into all that. Of course, we got to talk about the we got to talk about the Barbie movie. Give me Ben Shapiro's take. We are not talking about uh, Jason Aldean tonight, other than your meme of the day. Aldean trying to convince everybody he's not racist by doing a remix. And a, and a, a Malaysian music festival was brought to a halt by, uh, I think he's Taylor Swift's boyfriend now, isn't he? That's more notable than any other thing I can list about him. Matty Healy of the 1975 brings the festival to a halt. Apparently he told me uh, he wasn't going to talk about any gay shit. But he did. A California superintendent decided to speak out about that gay shit. Apparently, they had the superintendent removed over their celebration of pride. I hate that I'm going to have to do this story, but like we got to cover police brutality. I'll take the opportunity to mention that fucking 
I don't think dogs should be used in police work. I think it's inhumane. I think they should leave those poor puppies alone. Going to witness is going to be shocking, and the puppy is innocent. It's not the puppy's fault that it was trained to do what it did. Speaking of dog faces, Newt Gingrich. Newt Gingrich went on uh, Fox News. I could have done Jim Jordan as well. Got a Jim Jordan clip and a Newt Gingrich clip, both about how corrupt Joe Biden is. We're going to talk about Spanish elections, Greek wildfires, and a gigantic protest has broke out in India over a video of sexual assault. I want to see the Barbie movie. I'm more into the Barbie movie than Oppenheimer. If you're just getting here, we 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 did the breakdown of which states are more into which movie based upon Google twi- Google Twins. Google Twins. Apparently, I'm not alone in my state. Everybody wants to see Barbie. Why is it that the South is into... Because, like, if we break it down along political lines, the Bible Belt is into Barbie... And the the blue states are into Oppenheimer. You got California, Washington, Oregon's going for uh, Barbie, Nevada, Montana going for Oppenheimer. A few of the a few of the red states going for Oppenheimer. So it's kind of like. If you were breaking it down along political lines, it's more along the lines of Democrats want to see Oppenheimer and Republicans want to see Barbie. Why would that be? Or am I just reading way too much into this? Or or is it perhaps it's all the right-wingers that are actually, you know, like it, it's it's there, like so. You've got Ben Shapiro in Tennessee, and that that he's tilting the searches for Barbie because everybody in the Daily Wire is doing pieces on Barbie this week. Kind of odd, but also this wouldn't break down I don't I don't think the likely voter I mean there's a Venn diagram I don't think the circle's very big the likely voter and a moviegoer right I would assume a moviegoer tends to skew younger also also Mr. Story good evening I'm totally, I'm totally into the the Barbie movie.
Mississippi especially. See, I've also, I've wondered who the demographic is for the Barbie movie. I've kind of thought, you know, it's like Sparkles. It's a cynical 30-something woman whose kid's a teenager, early 20s. Am I wrong? It's for Barbie fans. And Barbie spans generations. Poor Lord is correct. Woke. It's for woke fans. Up yours, woke moralists. We'll see who cancels who. I feel like Margot Robbie is indeed one of us. I did not know she was Australia. That was the thing that came out on this media tour that some people got upset that she was like talking in her Australian accent. I did I wasn't aware she was Australian. Starlight. Yes indeed. Less of a delay. I know you guys can change your, like, YouTube handles, right? Like, you can make your YouTube something different than, you know, your Google and everything. I, I It was really weird when all that shit combined. And now, like, my business YouTube doesn't have just the name. It has a number. But I own the domain with the name, but it doesn't have all my video content. It's really frustrating. There's no way to merge those two. And I didn't know because I took care of I took care of that for Justin Freakin a long time ago. But I also have a YouTube for my business and I don't really pay attention to I don't pay attention to any of my Probably should. I need to get high. That's what I need to pay attention. I'm trying to stall because this first story is real. God damn. Not into this. Well, Warlord, since you brought it up, this was in the competition for meme of the day. Apparently, he's really going to go through with it. I love a bong. Uh, not long after I... Yeah, he's apparently going to rebrand the company X. As far as I can tell, that's real. But it's Elon, so... Like, it seems like he's actually got his mindset on doing it. When I first moved to Alabama, I was seeing this woman. She was in her 50s. But she, like, you, like, had it up. She had, you know, jewelry all over. Like, uh, 
she she dated younger guys because she herself, you know, she didn't she didn't act her age. Went to a lot of concerts and shit together. Very hippie like. He uh, said she'd never smoked out of a bong before, and I was like, "Well, I need to buy a bong." And so you know, I'm getting settled in here, and I went with her to the head shop and everything. Back and I loaded up. I was like, ah, oh, fucking love bongs. Oh, no, not the red, the red logo with the X. No, he's, he is, um, he is, um, uh, throwing it out, wanting people to, you know, do the work for him and, de and design a logo. Like, I get that bong, I pack it up. We're sitting on uh, on my couch. Uh, show her how to hit it. If she hits it, she takes one hit. She coughs her lungs at, out. That's not his like. That's, he has like thin hair under his ears. It's not. That's not his eyes. Like his. It's little. Uh, <laughs> it's his like. Right, right, right in front of his ears. Her, her hair kind of, he's got like a receding hairline. Yeah, he's got his face buried in his paws. Let me show you this, this fucking funky ass photo of him. He look, <laughs> I caught him looking wild the other day. It might have been yesterday. He's a long boy. There you go. He's a long boy. See how his hair kind of thins out right there in front of his ear. That's what that's what you were thinking was his eye. Look at him look at him long paws. He ain't even paying attention to me. Him's a long boy. Hit the content warning. Fucking CNN only devoted three minutes to it. Why, thank you. Women being dragged naked. Sorry, I had a muted. The power of social media to force change and perhaps justice. In India, viral and frankly disgusting video of women being dragged naked through the streets has forced authorities to pay attention to a gang rape incident they had been ignoring. This happened in India's state of Manipur in the eastern part of the country, far from its bigger, more cosmopolitan cities. CNN's Vidika Sood has more details. Anger in the northeastern state of Manipur and across the country. In Delhi, huge crowds gathered protesting after graphic videos showing two women being sexually assaulted circulated online. 
In the 26-second horrific clip that's gone viral on social media, two women were forced to walk naked on a road, with a mob of at least three dozen men surrounding them. The women were groped and sexually assaulted. They were terrified, crying out for help, covering their bare bodies with their hands. They were led to a field where they were allegedly gang-raped. The horrific incident took place on May 4th. But police only made arrests after the video surfaced. A massive manhunt is underway for potential other suspects. The sexual assault has renewed attention on Manipur, which has been grappling with ethnic clashes since May. More than 100 people have been killed and tens of thousands displaced during violent clashes between two communities. The Kuki is a tribal group in the state and the majority Methi population. They're fighting over access to government benefits. Despite the violence, India's Prime Minister Narendra Modi has been silent for weeks. But the video and the national outrage over it got him to finally make a public statement. And I want to assure the countrymen that no culprit will be spared. The law, with all its might and strictness, will take steps one by one. Whatever has happened with the daughters of Manipur will never be forgiven. But the opposition wants more from the Prime Minister. And we want a discussion here on Manipur. We want a discussion and the Prime Minister has to open his mouth. Despite the Prime Minister's assurances, Manipur remains tense. Women in the state have torched the house of one suspect. And questions remain as to why it took so long for authorities to take action. It could Good job, ladies. To return to the state. It's taken a video to wake up authorities in Manipur. There have only been a... Thank you for the context of what that video is. That makes it so much more badass. Good on you, women. Uh, with all its might and strictness, we'll take steps one by one. Whatever has happened with the daughters of Manipur will never be forgiven. The order is only one. But the opposition wants more from the Prime Minister. And we want a discussion here on Manipur. We want a discussion and the Prime Minister has to open his mouth. He's just asking for a fucking discussion. Despite the Prime Minister's assurances, Manipur remains tense. Women in the state have torched the house of one suspect. And questions remain as to why it took so long for authorities to take action. It could take months for peace to return to the state. It's taken a video to wake up authorities in Manipur. There have only been a handful of arrests till now for a brutal crime committed in the first week of May. Here in Delhi, Parliament has been adjourned till Monday after House proceedings were repeatedly disrupted over the ongoing violence in Manipur. Jake? That was actually excellent reporting. Good job, CNN. I wasn't expecting much and got a uh, very good explanation. Horrific. Next video, also horrific, but of the natural disaster type. Going to Greece where they've had to abandon homes because of wildfires.
God damn. I don't even see any crews out trying to contain it. Hot indeed. Europe in the middle of a. In Greece. Did not give us subtitles on that. Τι να ζω περισσότερο, τι κάνα καμιά ενέργεια να ζητήσουν καμιά φωτιά. JP, I don't, I don't speak Greek. You gotta give me subtitles. Τελειώσαμε. Αυτό είναι το πρόγραμμά τους. Δύο αεροπλάνα να ζητήσουν μια φωτιά 40 χιλιόμετρα. Shit's on fire, dude. I mean, that was awesome video we saw the fires, but we didn't get a... We didn't get the locals take on it. Thank you AP for no closed captioning. I'm amazed that we have not had wildfires break out already in the West here in the US, but it's coming. shade of summer even with a little international flair Spain have it they're having an election polls closed just a few hours ago Polls in Spain are closed and the vote count is underway in an election that could see the far right return to the government for the first time in nearly a half century. Ooh, goody. Socialist Prime Minister Pedro Sanchez called the early election after suffering big losses in local and regional elections in May. Pre-election polls showed the conservative popular party with a big lead, but short of an outright majority. That could open the door for the ultra-conservative populist Vox party to play a key role in forming a governing coalition. Bonnie Field is a professor of political science at Bentley University. At this hour, the Associated Press is reporting that with more than half the vote counted, the Socialist Party and the center-right Popular Party are neck and neck. Now, this is different from the uh, what the pre-election polls uh, showed. What do you what do you make of that? Yes, the election is turning out to be quite close, um, close in terms of both the percentage of the vote that the two lead parties are uh, are earning. And then also it um, very uncertain what the, the final distribution of the seats will be. 
and therefore who will be able to form a government. Right now, it, it appears to be up for grabs. Of course, it is still early, and so we need to wait final results. As the voters went to the polls, what was on their minds? What were the, the, the driving factors and issues in this campaign? I think the driving factors and issues have to do with um, the economy, of course. Um, also, the you know how well Spain is doing with controlling inflation. There are also issues, social issues on the agenda that some voters have in mind. For example, um, equality policy and oh. um, LGBTQ rights. Um, and then also things like um, climate change. So both, I think, economic issues, but also social issues. And of course, this election is being watched very closely because of the rightward drift in so many European countries. What were the factors that drove that, are driving that in Spain? Yeah, that's a, a very interesting question. I, I would like to add that the, the far right in Spain is not on the rise. It, it compared to the, the last general parliamentary elections, it is either stagnant or maybe, depending on what the results show at the end of this evening, it could um, be on the decline. Vokes, uh, more than anything, is a um, Spanish nationalist party, and it really um, was opposed to the Catalan push for independence and advocated taking a very strong line against independence leaders. And that's really where it made its electoral breakthrough. The, the push for independence in, in Catalonia really peaked in 2017, and then Vox had its electoral breakthrough in 2018 in the region of Andalusia, and then became the third largest party in Spain in the second parliamentary elections of 2019. The, as you say, the Vox party really is sort of in decline right now. But ironically, uh, the, uh, the, the, the popular party may have to turn to Vox in order to build a, a coalition. Um, what does that say about the fact that they are in decline, but they're going to have this outsized influence uh, in the government? Correct. And we'll have to wait to see if they're they're on decline or if, if they're sort of just maintaining their position. But it is true, though Vox is not surging electorally, it is gaining a stronger footload, uh, foothold sorry, in the institutions. So it is now governing in more regions. For the Foot Clan. After the May regional and local elections, it's also governing more uh, municipal governments. And depending on the results tomorrow, tonight, could end up governing at the at, at the level of Spain. And that has a lot to do with what you just mentioned, which is that the popular party has really recovered electoral support after another um, center-right political party called Citizens, or Ciudadanos, um, has really disappeared from the Spanish political system. Um, and the, the popular party has been able to concentrate that vote in their hands and therefore increase its own share, um, which has had an effect on, on potential parliamentary arithmetic that it could be able to govern either with Vokes or, or You with said arithmetic. And Vokes will have a lot of leverage. They could have a lot of leverage in forming a government. What do you think they're going to demand or what will they want to get out of uh, a coalition government? Vokes is a sort of a Spanish nationalist party. It's very anti-feminist. It has ultra-conservative social values. Um, so it will look to attain um, some policy concessions and control potentially over policy areas relating, I think, to 
um, cultural and social policies, um, also potentially um, a change of policy uh, about immigration. Um, the parties have a lot in common when it has to do with uh, economic policy, so it wouldn't necessarily be Volk's is influenced there, but if there is a, uh, a right-wing government, we are likely to see economic policy changes in a more kind of pro-market neoliberal direction from the current sort of social democratic leaning government right of now. Of course. Reducing taxes and, and things like that. Bonnie Field of Bentley University, thank you very much. Thank you, Bonnie Bentley. Have a fantastic evening, Bonnie. Take that inside. Finnish president is Pedro Sanchez. Got a picture of him right here. I admit he's kind of hot. The socialists—they've got a socialist party in control. This is uh, Pedro Sanchez. The Spanish Socialist Workers Party. Uh, his party. Prime Minister of uh, Spain since 2018. And, uh, a hot. Just saying. But I don't, you know, live in sexual anarchy. You live in sexual anarchy? some Maria Bartiromo from this, this morning. She had on Jim Jordan who helped cover up sexual abuse at Ohio State University. In this Sunday morning with the most significant charges ever leveled against a sitting president, influence pe- Most significant charges ever leveled against the sitting president. I don't think so, because the previous one was accused of fucking treason, ma'am. Peddling and a government cover-up. I think the American people are paying Come attention. On, I think the American people are going to watch this hearing very closely. Yeah. It's going to be televised, and, and hopefully... Good evening, Shelley. ...we'll get a better understanding for the level of criminality that the first family has participated in over the past decade. Extraordinary charges from Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer telling me that the Biden family took in tens of millions of dollars from foreign nationals as a quid pro quo for changes to U.S. policy. And this past week, explosive new claims from a pair of IRS whistleblowers on the felonies that first son Hunter Biden should have been served with, if not for a complete whitewash by Joe Biden's Department of Justice. IRS agents Gary Shapley and Joe Ziegler charging they were stopped from pursuing the truth on Biden family crimes. Watch. 
investigation. This is all falling apart. Limited and marginalized by DOJ officials as well as other U.S. attorneys. I still think that a special counsel is necessary for this investigation. The Delaware U.S. Attorney's Office and Department of Justice handling the Hunter Biden tax investigation was very different from any other case in my 14 years at the IRS. At every stage, decisions were made that benefited the subject. And he looks like Orrin Anderson. I say that there were investigative steps that, that, that uh, involved uh, President Biden that were not allowed to be taken. This comes as Iowa Republican Senator Chuck Grassley released an FBI document this week alleging Joe and Hunter Biden coerced the CEO of Burisma to pay them for getting the Ukrainian prosecutor who was investigating the energy company fired. The FBI document claims that Burisma's CEO told the FBI's confidential human source that it costs $5 million to pay one Biden and another $5 million to pay the other Biden. Join me right now with all of... I understand the appeal of Maria Bartiromo now. Like she was kind of enchanting me. I was looking her in the eyes and she was she was working me over. I kind of get it. This breaking news in a Sunday Morning Futures exclusive is House Judiciary Committee Chairman and House Oversight Committee member Congressman Jim Jordan. Mr. Chairman, thanks very much for being here this weekend. Good to be with you, Maria. Explosive hearings this week. Can you take a step back? What was most important yeah. uh, in terms of what you've learned from these uh, whistleblowers and this testimony? Well. Yeah, I do think if you step back, there's sort of three fundamental questions here, Maria. The first one is, what were the Bidens doing to get the money? I mean, 20 different shell companies, nine different Bidens getting paid. What was the service? What was the product? What was the value they add? The only logical explanation here is it was access to then Vice President Biden, maybe even before that, Senator Biden. The second key question is, was he really involved? Was it just, just Hunter Biden's operation or was Joe Biden involved? It sure looks now like he was based on this confidential human source and the information we got in the 1023 form, thanks to Senator Grassley. And now I think we're at the important final stage of this whole thing, which is who are you going to believe? The two whistleblowers whose testimony has been consistent or the Garland Biden Justice Department, which can't get their story straight. David Weiss has said three different things over the last- I don't believe months. you, motherfucker. This investigation, what authority he had. The whistleblowers have been true, consistent, and their testimony has not wavered. So I think now that's the important phase. And frankly, that's the phase, that's the, that's the part that uh, the Judiciary Committee is really going to examine because David Weiss, Maria, said on June 7th in a letter to me, he said, I have full authority to determine where, when, and whether to file charges. And then 23 days later, he wrote me another letter. He said, I stand by what I wrote, but to clarify, but I want to add to it, he said, I actually don't have full authority. My authority is limited to my geographic, his U.S. Attorney's District. Well, which is it? You can't have full authority and then say you're limited. Yeah. And then just a few weeks later, he wrote Senator Graham and changed his story yet again. And I think that is the key. And that's what we're going to be looking into. Well, what does A.G. Mar uh, Merrick Garland have to say about all of this? Did Merrick Garland uh, perjure himself by telling Great you he question. didn't get involved here? Great question, because what's so interesting is when I first wrote the attorney general clear back in February asking about the special counsel. Did she just put her glasses on for that? The Hunter Biden investigation. He doesn't write me back. He doesn't answer. And they always give you a response. He doesn't answer. I write him again, the attorney general. Again, he doesn't respond. But guess who does? David Weiss, the U.S. attorney in Delaware, who's supposedly handling this case. That in and of itself is unusual. So the, the attorney general has been pretty quiet other than what he testified to which is David Weiss has full authority, but now David Weiss tells us he doesn't. And more importantly, Gary Shapley and Ziegler both told us that all through this investigation, 
the investigators and the prosecutors were on the same page. And then something happens near the end of 2022, October of 2022, it all changes. And that's this now famous meeting where David Weiss tells, tells Mr. Shapley and others of the investigative team, he says, I don't have full authority. I asked for special counsel status. Maine Justice wouldn't give it to me. That is the key distinction. He asked for it and he was denied as what get We're five minutes into this. I still have no goddamn idea what the fuck he's talking about. CNN explained that whole conflict in India and did it with precision in three minutes. Jim Jordan rambled about fucking nonsense. But, like, the right is certain that they have Biden nailed to the wall. Here's Newt Gingrich on with Brian Kilmeade. To the so-called 1023 interview form that's now released. What's most striking to you? Look, I mean, every week we get more information. Every week the information corroborates what we've already suspected. Uh, what, what this says to me is... You're that, full of shit, uh, Newt. It's very possible that there was a direct payment to the then Vice President of the United States. It's certainly even more likely that there were payments that were funneled through Hunter to Joe Biden. Uh, and the evidence just keeps mounting up every single week. At some point, the dam is going to break. I want to point out that the thing that they're not telling you is that they're alluding to a document that Chuck Grassley leaked leaked in the Senate and what it is Joey good evening what it is is it's a a list of allegations right it's not it's not anything about what the FBI can corroborate it was some form of like allegations that were made against the Biden family which if I know the GOP and the way they operate they're the ones that made the allegations they do this all the time with campaigns They'll accuse a Democratic campaign of doing something shady. There's been a complaint filed with the Elections Commission or with the state AG or some shit like that. And then the, the Republicans will come out with a press release and be like, see, our opponent is under investigation. But the investigation was triggered by them. Because <laughs> they're assholes like that. And even the New York Times and the Washington Post are going to recognize that we have a huge problem on our hands. Not high enough for this shit. A criminal family sitting in the White House that took money from foreigners in Kazakhstan, Ukraine, uh, Romania, Russia, and China. Now, that's a pretty sobering comment uh, that has huge national security implications and also just basic honesty implications. You described Trump, sir. You described the man who you're campaigning for. 
Just want to point that out. We are exactly one month away from the very first Republican presidential primary debate. Are you looking forward to that? It is It is. It is going to be the official start of the 2024 presidential season. I don't know what we're, we're like with these primary debates. We, we might have to... Uh, we might have to not be on YouTube, and I apologize for that. We'll, we'll turn the YouTube back on after the debate. One month. It's like August 22nd, August 23rd. This is the very first Republican presidential primary debate. I don't think as of right now, Trump will be taking, uh, will be taking uh, part in the debate. Fox debate hold. Guide to the first Republican primary debate. Your guide to it's August 23rd, exactly one month from now. One day off of your birthday. Details of the first Republican presidential primary debate are here. The highly anticipated debate is set to take place on August 23rd at the First Serve Forum in Milwaukee, where the Republican National Convention will be held in 2024. Fox News will host the event and outline the specifics. Fox anchors Brett Baer and Martha McCollum will moderate the event. Baer, the network's chief political anchor uh, and host of its 6 p.m. show. No stranger to debate coverage. The anchor has moderated multiple debates between senators. McCollum, who joined Fox News in 2004, is the host of the daytime show. Uh, the debate will be broadcast exclusively on Fox News Channel, Fox Business Network. While also simulcasting the entire debate, viewers will be able to live stream the debate at foxnews.com. 9 p.m. to 11 p.m. on Wednesday the I'm not seeing an actual. Well, this is just the polling. This is just the ones that meet the polling for the debate. Trump, DeSantis, Haley, Scott, Vivek, Ramaswamy meets the polling. Mike Pence on the bubble. Chris Christie on the bubble. Larry Elder, Chris Nunu, Asa Hutchinson, 
Doug Burgum, I don't even know who the fuck you are. Perry Johnson is the dude that looks like uh, Alan Coulter from David Letterman. Really freaks me out. Ryan Binkley, I have no idea who he is. And then Mike Rogers and Will Hurd are so, um... Oh, oh, they haven't even decided on running. Okay. I was about to say, they're so insignificant. They're listed together, not even separately. I, oof. I think the Republicans are going to take a walloping. Uh, the polling is, is going to be closer than what it actually is going to end up being. News outlets are going to make it seem like it's going to be a lot closer than what it's going to end up being. No matter who it is, but their best shot of winning is Trump. But even if it's Trump, they're going to take a walloping, I'm pretty sure. But I, I, I don't discount the fact that, you know, Biden only won by about half a million votes among three states. Had... had you know, half a million people voted the other way in three different states. It didn't matter that he still won the popular vote by almost 8 million votes. And that's a fucking scary possibility to me. That's why I don't care if you vote third party, but if you live in a state like Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Georgia, Arizona, I would implore you to vote for Joe Biden. Just say. Come on, man. That's just kind of the way I see things. Other than that, vote for Cornell West. Right in Bernie. I, I don't care. I don't want anybody... Please, guys, as we come up on, on the, the election cycle, don't lose any friends over a vote for president. Your, your vote for president is not even that fucking important. Who you're voting for for the other shit that's important. And I need to go get my uh, voter registration in my new apartment. Need to get on that immediately. I don't want to have to watch this video. I laughed. I laughed really hard. I laughed really hard in 2016. I, the, as I, as I said, if you're only, it's only in those states where it's like, it's important. Other, like, if you're in a solid red state or you're in a solid blue state, your, your vote is, is more or less symbolic. And that's just the that's just the way it goes, unfortunately. And 
your actions on the local level mean a hell of a lot more for your state representative your state senator congressperson just say don't lose friends I lost friends in 2016 I shouldn't have lost friends over something that's not that significant Ohio has been Ohio has been trending red but I have confidence in fucking Sherrod Brown that is one of the Senate seats uh, while we're on the topic of 2024 the Democrats have a less than favorable map but I feel like they're gonna pull it like I think Tester is gonna win in Montana I feel like Sherrod Brown's gonna win in Ohio Cause that's what they're looking at. Well, they're saying like fucking. They're saying a blue seat in Ohio. Ooh, the Democrats have, have have like a real shot at losing the seat. But Sherrod Brown's really popular. So, ooh, I don't think it's going to be as close as they're going to make it out to be. But it's going to be fun to watch. I I don't even know that a candidate has declared against Brown or that there's any in the primary on the Republican side yet. We were 10 years old in 2016. Wow. Way to make me feel old. Oh, so you're saying this is going to be your first presidential election. That's fucking awesome. Uh, your primary vote matters more than your general election vote. But that's not going to be a an issue in this one. I wish you. I wish you had a a a, 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 a vigorous primary for your first election. Mine was two thousand four. I wasn't. I was. I just barely missed voting in two thousand. I was 16. So in 2004, we had a, we had a robust primary that was, and I was, I was totally on the, uh, Howard Dean bad bandwagon. I was sad that he, he fell like a rock. Yeah. <laughs> that motherfucker got eliminated and he would have. I now there's there's it's questionable how he would have actually governed because he went on to be like a healthcare executive but at the time he was like the only candidate that that advocated anything close to to healthcare reform we needed You're going to take back the White House. Yeah. <laughs> I still have no clue how that brought him down. I fucking John Kerry, that like that milk toast motherfucker. I feel like that was a layup election. The 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 fucking Democrats lost against an unpopular president, but then Bush pulled the game where he animated uh, the bigots. So yeah, that was my first election. So I was, I was staying in a hotel. It was a really nice hotel somewhere in like 
Alabama or Georgia or something. Because I was, I was the district manager for Walmart Portrait Studios. So I'm like, I'm coming down. I'm in a suit and tie and shit. And uh, <laughs> the the woman asked me like how my night was. And I was like, oh, it was fantastic. Other than our president looking like an absolute dipshit. And <laughs> she clearly was a, a George W. Bush supporter. And this is, it's hard to describe pe- two people who didn't live through the two, three, four years post 9-11. It was very different. It was very weird. There was a lot of fucking paranoia. There was like a, um, just an overall distrust of everything. People latched on to George W. Bush and they were, they were certain John Kerry was a traitor and shit. I, 9-11 broke some people's brains. And like that period from 2001 to like 2008, you can tell it like in the media. If you watch any media that was made in that period from like 2001 to 2005, it is fucking weird. Like the fucking vibes were off. This is the best way I can describe the vibes were off. And here I am like 19 years old. The Bush administration. Well, I, so I, I was into politics in high school, but like, I didn't really know what the fuck I was talking about in any meaningful way. I did. So I did like, uh, all the smart people debate shit. Cause like I've got those skills, but I did not take it seriously. And I would just go in and bullshit a speech out of my, like I would do like the extemporaneous speaking and you had like an hour to write a fucking speech. And I'd just be like going around hitting on girls and stuff. (laughs) And then just go in and just bullshit a 10 minute speech. Cause I could, I I wouldn't ever win anything though, right? I wouldn't ever finish last though, cause I'm a good bullshitter. Okay, I put it off long enough. This video, the puppy did nothing wrong. Puppy is innocent. Fuck the fuck the police for training the puppy to do this. You know one bit. So now apparently this truck driver was leading them on a chase. He was he was wanted for something. They don't give us that context. Do not, do not, do not let them, don't release the dog. Do not release the dog. So he's, he's surrendered. Do not release the dog with his hands up. Do not release the dog with his hands up. Do not, do not, do not, do not get the dog off of me. 
They shouldn't be allowed to have dogs. Failing to stop for vehicle inspection. You can kick somebody. I don't want you I'm to kick anybody. I'm not going to kick nobody. I just got bit by a dog. I understand that. Just Man, you don't down. understand. You don't understand. Did you get bit by a dog? Do not. Do not. Hey, do not. Get the dog off of me. Once again. The only thing he was charged with was failing to stop for an inspection. Ancelari, I'm sorry. I'm sorry about the, the Twitch. I'm still trying to get it back. My my appeal is still pending. I've, I have uh, contacted a friend who has a friend at Twitch. And they keep going back and forth with me. Twitch says I've been a bad boy. Extreme violence is what they said. We played the the shooting, the Louisville uh, uh, cop shooting, but it was censored. That's the that was the, like the the cops had blurred everything out. So they they had taken down a mass shooter and like it was a really cool video we watched. And you come in and we're watching a a, a video of probably a body cam. Get the dog off of me! Get the dog! Uh, Twitch is really bad about like it's been impossible to get a hold of a real user. So it sucks, but also like Twitch changed their rules, so even even if I do get my Twitch channel back, I can't do the Troll Patrol. Like, I, ha I have to decide between Twitch and everything else, and everything else kind of wins. So what I was thinking was I was going to do, like, uh, on Tuesday and Thursday, do an hour, like, lead-in on Twitch, on, uh, like, 7 to 8 o'clock. And then plug on the troll patrol is on YouTube kick and everything. And I might stream some video games on Twitch. If I can get my Twitch back, I might do video games. I might do every fucking Final Fantasy ever. Every single I've not played eleven. I've not beat fourteen. I've gotten to the end of it. That's what I'm thinking. I have like a different kind of content for Twitch. I think I'll put like the, the uber violent content behind a paywall. I don't know. I, I don't know. The state superintendent was removed from a school board meeting for speaking out against the LGBTQ haters. In tonight's Reiner Report, 
Security escorted State Superintendent of Public Instruction Tony Thurman off the floor of a local school board meeting last night. It comes after he spoke out against a new policy that would force schools to inform parents if their child is transitioning. Our political reporter Morgan Reiner. Good on him. Morgan, the policy was adopted. Yes, Laura, the school board did adopt the policy and Tony Thurman them. speak for longer than his time allowed and he was quickly shut down. Guys, this is just the latest in the clash between the state and the local school districts. Parents packed into Thursday night's Chino Valley Unified School District board meeting. The first speaker is Tony Thurmond. Superintendent Tony Thurmond spoke against a proposed policy that requires schools to disclose to parents if their kid is transitioning. To consider this, that the policy that you consider tonight not only may fall outside of the laws that respect privacy and safety for our students, but may put our students at risk because they may not be in homes where they can be safe. Exactly. Time. But he is cut off after Time. one minute. Time. He walks off, but Sanja Shaw followed up. Tony Thurman. I Raven Poe, we did not get to do Sound of Freedom. We're going to do it on, on Saturday. We're going to do it next weekend. You want to watch it right now? <laughs> I like that I have it just loaded up, ready to go. Go to slotlights.net, win real money. I, I couldn't, I couldn't do it with media winch because of technical limitations. So I didn't want to do it because like, I didn't think I could do it by myself. Gotta have media winch, but I think I figured it out. We're gonna do it on Saturday. Clinically, that's the best copy I could find. Cause like it's it's a screener. Oh, I'll, it'll be a few months before I do Barbie. I see. I don't like watching movies like that, and I also don't like going to. Uh, I don't like going to theaters. I like. I have a really nice TV right here. No, I, I, I like watching my movies here. The Sound of Freedom. No, Sound of Freedom. That's the official title. Sound of Freedom. But there's just there's just screener copies. That's why it looks so bad. That was the that's the best one they got available right now. It's not that bad actually. I scrolled ahead. Where the fuck is it? The sound is indeed ass. I like, I'm not that. I feel like there's a member berry thing about the, about theaters. And like my parents didn't like take me to a theater. That wasn't like a, a thing that we did a lot as kids. So I don't like my, like. I don't know, so like I don't have that attachment to movie theaters. I like watching movies here. I like I like having a bong in my hand. Uh, I like you know having my own drinks and, and I love movies. I watch a lot of movies. I just watch them here. I don't watch. So I am very much looking forward to Barbie, but I'll watch Barbie at what 
October, November, whenever it comes out on Blu-ray. Then I can watch it like if I have to PP, I can pause it and I can go PP. I'm just saying, uh, but I, I I will definitely watch Bobby uh, Barbie and Oppenheimer. State superintendent was removed for speaking out against the bigots. I told you, why you not trust me? This is just the latest in the clash between the state and the local school districts. Parents packed into Thursday night's Chino Valley Unified School District board meeting. The first speaker is Tony Thurmond. Superintendent Tony Thurmond spoke against a proposed policy that requires schools to disclose to parents if their kid is transitioning. To consider this, that the policy that you consider tonight not only may fall outside of the laws that respect privacy and safety for our students, but may put our students at risk because they may not be in homes where they can be safe. Time. But he is cut off after Time. one minute. Time. He walks off, but Sanja Shaw followed up. Tony Thurman, I appreciate The state superintendent, you only give the state superintendent one minute to speak? How in the fuck is that a thing? How does he, how can't, like, can't he just come into a school board and be like, hey, let me talk here. Like, what the fuck? Get you being here tremendously. But here's the problem. We're here because of people like you. You're in Sacramento proposing things that pervert children. So he walked back to the podium. May I have, as a point of order, as the board no order, this is not your meeting. You may have a seat because if I did that to you in Sacramento, you would not accept it. Please sit. You're not going to blackmail us. You can see two security guards walk up to Thurman, then two more surround him, and he's escorted off. Mr. Thurman was granted more respect and decorum than I ever have been by the supermajority Democrats in Sacramento. Republican member Bill Saley spoke right after. He introduced a bill to do what the school district did on a statewide level. They would not even hear my bill because they said it was too hateful without even having a conversation. Dozens of speakers later, some prefer a dead child to a trans child. The board passed the policy four to one. Tell Sacramento to back down and then I'll back down. Hey, fuck you, woman. Just last week, Newsom and Thurman intervened in another school district that voted not to include supplemental material because it included the name of a gay rights activist. The state went ahead and purchased the material anyway for the students, guys. Meanwhile, Thurman said their policy may not be legal, right? Can we expect more action on his part? If there is any indication that what the school board did last night is against the state law in any way, you bet Tony Thurman is going to try and do something. But last night, the state president, the school board president that you heard from several times mm -hmm. in this piece, she said and continued to quote this, the district attorney saying that what they are doing is completely legal. Wow. them bigots apparently that's what the lead singer of the 1975 said performing at a Malaysian music
Criticism of anti-gay laws brings a music festival to an end. The Malaysian government says Matt Healy and the 1975 promised they wouldn't do that. Good vibes came to an end mid-set when Malaysia stopped a performance during the music festival's opening night in response to a singer's criticism of the nation's anti-LGBTQ laws. On Saturday, organizers announced that the government had canceled the three-day event. They canceled the entire fucking festival. All because of Matt Healy's unprofessional behavior and overt defiance of... Now, that is literally... He's kicking authority in the balls. Stage on Friday, Healy apologized to fans for accepting the booking, saying he didn't know about the laws at the time. Same-sex relationships are outlawed in Malaysia with offenses punishable by prison sentences and caning. Caning! Did not see the point of inviting the 1975 to a country and then telling us who we can have sex with, he said. After the seventh song, Healy announced the band just got banned. Festival organizers also apologized to concert goers, vendors, and sponsors, saying the 1975's management had provided assurances that Healy and the band would follow local performance guidelines. Instead, the nation's communications and digital minister said Healy's behavior was very rude. He's kicking authority in the balls. Yeah, playing politics with children's education. That's what the fuckers are doing. You remember a few months back, maybe a year, year and a half ago. A rapper by the name of Afro Man. Got raided by the cops. The cops are suing him. A legal battle over privacy for officers involved in a raid. At the center of it, rapper Afro Man. After police searched his home, he used surveillance video of it in a music video and put images. Hell yeah, he did. Some of the officers are suing. Our Alex Fouché traveled to Afro Man's hometown of Winchester. Good on you, Afro Man. Officers there and why Afro Man decided to turn his experience into viral songs. I was gonna clean my room until I got high. Oh, thank you for, for giving my... New millennium, when a rapper by the name of Afro Man climbed to the top... 15 cents to Afro Man. None of its kind. At least he's a cool motherfucker. Then came Crazy Rap. And a year later, a Grammy nomination. Singing them dirty rap songs. Stop and hit the teaching I got this one done on my way to my son's basketball game. Fast forward two decades later, this is life for Afro Man now. Living in Winchester, Ohio. Living like a pimp. That made him famous. But he also has some new tunes. Will you help me repair my gate? Will you help me repair my door? Baby, pound, gang. 
These days, Afro Man isn't just singing about weed. He's also rapping about his experience with police. Why you disconnecting my video camera? Why you disconnecting his video camera? How long did it take you to write that song? To be fair, maybe a good 30 minutes. I just, uh, I think I just wanted to say whatever I was feeling. Most rappers, when they portray the police, they have to hire actors. Thanks to the Adams County Sheriff Department, they saved me a whole lot of money. They came over here with guns to kill me. The best thing I came up with was write songs about my experience and try to sell them and make some money to pay for the destruction that they brought to my house. Yeah. On August 21st, I'm all year, about it. deputies from the Adams County Sheriff's Department pulled up in front of Afro Man's house in Winchester. I was driving home, like, I don't know, like 65 miles away from home, I got a call. My kids was next door playing in the yard when they could see the police officers pulling up. Armed with long guns and wearing tactical gear, the officers kicked down the door and entered the property. The whole thing playing out on Afro Man's security cameras. Afro Man says he watched his house get raided right from his phone. No matter how hard you try to be a law-abiding citizen, this is how, you know, America treats you, you know, like... You know, I felt powerless. Yeah, man. The warrant obtained for this raid lists some serious allegations, evidence of drug possession and trafficking, as well as kidnapping. It also states that the police received a tip from a confidential informant who had seen large amounts of weed and money at the property and claimed Afro Man kept women locked in his basement. I didn't get charged. I didn't kidnap. I don't know where they got that. You know what I'm saying? And I think they just made it up. And I talked to the head officer I asked him uh, if I was under arrest. He said no. Then I asked him, were there any charges? He said no. Then I asked him if he would Prepare his door. put my door back on the hinges <laughs> and help me fix it. That's not game. funny. And, uh, that's when he cracked a little smile and said, we're not required to do that. And that's their way of just letting you know that that's how it is, and you can't do nothing about it. So I got to start from right there and figure out what's my move. The Adams County Sheriff kicked down my door. Afro Man went on and wrote three songs about the incident. Using the security camera video, he then released a Good on him. video that quickly went viral. Lemon pound cake, he want to put down his glass. Lemon pound cake, trending on TikTok. After <laughs> help me repair my door, Afro Man made merchandise, saying it was his way of getting justice. But three months later, he received a notice the officers involved in that raid were suing him. Fuck them! He suffered humiliation, ridicule, good, good reputation after the music videos were released. Their claim demand... They feel embarrassment, and they fucking should. It, they should receive the proceeds that Afro Man made using their image. What's your response to that? These big, tough dudes that laugh when you ask them to help you put your door back on the hinge, it's turning to these little whiny crybabies complaining about my song. My only response to that was a rap song and a t-shirt. 
We reached out to the Adams County Sheriff's Department via telephone and also in person. A spokesperson said they could not comment about the case because it's still under investigation. We also reached out to the attorney representing the deputies. They declined to comment on the specifics of this case, but they did say in an email, I intend to argue my client's case in the Adams County Court, not in the court of public opinion or the press. Experts say this case raises some interesting legal points. The officers do have a reasonable right to privacy. We all do. But typically that something has to be exposed that is intensely personal and it would offend a reasonable person. Officers acting in their job, executing their job functions is typically not going to rise to the level of a violation of privacy. Afroman has lived in Adams County for 17 years, a county of 27,000 people, where 96% of the residents are white, according to the Census Bureau. Describe to me, I mean, how, how have these last, you know, 17 plus years been living here in this community? Yeah, when I, I ride down the street, I get the, you know, the whistles, the out the window. Yeah, they, uh, they've been overall nice to me. I had to go to Walmart the other, other day and everybody was coming up to me. Are you okay, man? I'm sorry <laughs> about what you went through. And then they tell me stories that they're going through the same thing too but they don't have the platform I have to expose it. While the lawsuit is still unresolved, Afro Man is preparing to take a new direction. He's officially running for president in 2024. I'll vote for Afro Man. I want to make marijuana, cannabis legal in all 50 states. There's no more raiding people for a plant. After that, I would like to see some serious police reform. If a cop doesn't wear a camera, he doesn't get a paycheck. Hey, I could win. I could lose, but I could win. Yeah, if nothing else, uh, I'll give a voice to somebody who can run the baton further. I'd vote for Afro Man. Many throwing his name into the ring. Our thanks to Alex Prochet for that. Hi, everyone. George Stephanopoulos. Ladies love everybody. Everybody's like, oh shit, we we found a candidate to get behind in the 2024. I thought I thought we were rudderless. I thought I thought we didn't have a candidate we could all coalesce behind. Now maybe we can all get behind Afro Man for president. I want to see him on the debate stage. He's he he he's like high Cornell West. My <laughs> oh God, is that racist of me? I didn't say because they're both black and they both got you know tall hair. You know what else you can't make up? The fact that these men are emasculated. <laughs> Whip out a bog in the debate. That would be awesome. These men. Ah, oh, fuck, of course. We're, you're not here normally anymore, it seems. But of course you're here when I say something that can be considered racist. How do you do it? How in the fuck do you do it?
Everyone has agreed that anytime I show this man's face, I have to give a content. <laughs> Ted Cruz <laughs> is emasculated by Barbie. Now, um, I'm, I'm the dad of two young daughters. This is, you know, going to be a big movie, particularly for a lot of young girls. There's a scene in Barbie where, where there is this map of the world, and it, it's drawn like with crayon. I mean, it's really a very simple cartoon. And so they have this blockish thing that is called Asia. And then they've drawn what are called the nine dashes, which is this is Chinese communist propaganda, which the Chinese are asserting sovereignty over the entirety of the South China Sea. And they don't have any right to it under international law, but they're trying to take it away from their neighbors there, take away and, and claim China's in charge of the entire sea and no one else, whether Vietnam or Singapore or other nations in that area, they don't have any rights to, to, to now. Um, I'm, I'm the dad of two young daughters. So, I don't know that that was the, the point of the, like, It does sound like nonsense. In a column for MSNBC, Vance pointed to an interview Cruz gave before presumably seeing the movie, which opened this weekend. During the interview, Cruz describes a map. As Vance points out, Cruz is pursuing a bright, shiny thing before adding, pundits can discuss the merits of, of the movie and how it's brainwashing Americans. Of course, none of that will be true. The map is as real as Barbie herself. It's a film prop with lots of dotted lines and dashes. That's what he it sounds like. It was nonsensical. She added that she doesn't really want to engage Cruz's nonsense before adding a laundry list of conservative culture war complaints. They're intended to deflect from being held accountable from doing actual policy work in Washington, D.C. That's what I'm saying. Fucking right wing bullshit distracts us. from like the real shit we need to be talking about and I feel like I give into it too much I shouldn't get like I try to I try to keep it towards the end of the show right like that's when we engage with the right wing bullshit some people are into it some people aren't you know it's it's kind of the shit that gets me hate views on YouTube especially so, Ben Shapiro has a video about the Barbie movie. Do you want to? Do you want to hear Ben Shapiro's opinion about Barbie? Let's say hypothetically, I'm a Barbie girl. Okay, let's even say I'm in a Barbie world. Right. So, in this scenario, I would obviously know from personal experience that life in plastic is fantastic. Wouldn't it be reasonable to assume you could brush my hair and undress me literally everywhere? Imagination you can derive from the fundamentals of basic logic that life is your creation. Let's say, hypothetically, I'm a Barbie girl. Okay, let's even say, I'm in a Barbie world. Right, so in this scenario, I would obviously know from personal experience that life in plastic is fantastic. Wouldn't it be reasonable to assume you could brush my hair and undress me literally everywhere? Imagination you can derive from the fundamentals of basic logic that life is your creation. But he actually did a real fucking video about this stupid shit. It's 40, it's, it's clickbait. Barbie and Oppenheimer. I'm about to review both of them. I'm going to tell you which one of these is the best blockbuster of 2023 and which one is 
maybe the worst. I bet he loved our movie, right, Ken? Oh, he li he liked Oppenheimer. For those of you who can't wait that long, I'm gonna give my review of the Barbie movie in the most Oppenheimer fashion. What the f Run. God, I hate this. Sorry. So the things I do for my audience, my producers dragged me to go see Barbie movie, Barbie the movie, and um and um I have I have thoughts. This video is sponsored by ExpressVPN. Let me begin with my generalized assessment of the movie. This movie is not just a piece of. Shit. This movie is a flaming piece of dog shit piled atop an entire dumpster on fire, piled atop a landfill filled with dog. Shit. It is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Wait, he's allowed to say dog shit? The only thing that can be said for this film is production design. The production design is really nice. The costumes are really nice. Also, it's really hard to screw that up. It's really hard to screw that up because you literally have this to model after. All you have to do is this, but big, okay? It's really not tough. But put aside all of the beautiful costumes, which is there for the ladies, and all of the production design and, and the Barbie universe and all of that. Every joke that happens in this film happens. Guys, you don't know. Is it gay to appreciate costumes? Barbie turns on the water and there's no water. Ooh, because you know, like in Barbie house, there's no actual water. Do you, do you get it? And then she drinks, but there's no actual liquid in the in the actual in the actual cup. Oh my God, because she's a Barbie doll. Oh, I get it. Okay, that's all the jokes. There are no more jokes for the rest of the film. The movie's a shit show. Okay, so conceptually, the movie is a shit show. I want to ask this. Who is the intended Who's the intended I've been asking that up until it's come out, but I think I'm the intended audience for this film. <laughs> I think it's definitely not Ben Shapiro. I think it's I think it's me. I think it's Sparkles. I think it's I think it's pretty much eighteen to forty year olds. Maybe even like eighteen to sixty year olds. I mean fucking a mom loved Barbie, maybe she wants to go see it. I'd say a lot of gay men are really into the movie. I think I'm done with Ben Shapiro already. I like, I don't love Barbie, but like, I want to see the movie just cause I like Margot Robbie. I like Ron Reynolds. I like the, like the woman that directed this is, is cool. I feel like it's going to be subversive in a way. I don't know how, how deep it's going to go, but I feel like it's going to be subversive. And I'm, I'm kind of into that. Exactly. Clinically. I'll see it when a good copy goes up online, especially right now. I'm sorry. I told anybody to cancel their streaming services. Apparently. The unions will call for that as like a collective action. So I was wrong to tell everybody to cancel their streaming services. You missed me saying that the other day. I'd like to, I would like to clarify that. Keep on keeping on. Already canceled your streaming service at my behest. I'm sorry. I like it has to be for like gay men, but like I like it's 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 friendly enough to where you can take your 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 older girls right like people my age have kids like my my buddy has a has a daughter that's like 
that wrong of me not to know how old my, my buddy's kid is? He's got too many of them for me to keep up with. Intended audience for this film. So I'll tell you who the intended audience for this film is. And I can tell two ways. One, the previews on the film. And two, the people in the audience. So the intended Thank audience you, clinically. for this film is moms and their eight-year-old daughters. That's the intended audience for the film. I know because the previews for the film were all kids' movies. I'm talking like G or PG rated kids' films. We're talking like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or Trolls 4 or whatever it is. Those were all the previews, right? All the previews are actually directed at what the audience is supposed to be for this film. And if you look in the audience, it's a bunch of moms, like youngish moms, middle-aged moms with their like six, seven, eight-year-old girls. That's the entire crew. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's what I'm saying. For any of those people. In fact, this movie is made for no one. This movie is going to make a bunch of money week one because the marketing effort has been extraordinary. I mean, whoever's the marketing team over at Warner Brothers is doing an amazing job. Week one, this thing is going to clean up at the domestic box office. My prediction is going to just absolutely fall off a cliff after that. The repeat business on this movie is going to be non-existent because it was written by two people who are so smug and self-satisfied, and Greta Gerwig and Noah Baumbach, that they have no audience. I mean, like... The, who thought it's a great idea? Let's bring on the people who wrote Lady. He is seething. Make a movie. Seething. That is generally about not making it in Hollywood. Five to nine-year-old young girls. So the basic idea of the film, they, they really have no basic idea of the film. They don't know whether they hate Barbie or they we're supposed to kind of like Barbie. It, it, it seems they kind of despise Barbie as a fascist emblem, as we'll get to. The basic sort of premise of the film, politically speaking, is that men and women are on two sides of the divide and they, and they hate each other. And literally the only way you can have a happy world is if the women ignore the men and the men ignore the women. That seems to be the, the final outcome of this film. I was trying to separate this into problems with plot and problems with character and problems with, with the politics of the film, but they're all intertwined because the thing is just a mess. It doesn't make any sense. Plot-wise, it makes no sense. Character-wise, it makes no sense. So let's just go through it from the beginning. Okay, there's gonna be lots of spoilers, but believe you me, I'm about to save you so much time because this movie is two hours. It feels like it is longer than the yeah, we'll, we'll skip out on Ben Shapiro spoilers. I'm, I think I'm done with him. Like, I, like, he's doing this on purpose. This, this Ben Shapiro destroys the Barbie movie for 43 minutes. They built a little Barbie set. He put on denim just for this. And I'm indulging him. He's jumped the shark. He's beyond parody now. So I I don't know that I can ever come back to this is this is our last hurrah for Ben Shapiro. We're gonna embargo Ben Shapiro. The Ben Shabargo. Giving Ben Shapiro the shabusiness. Laughing him with a Ben Shabargo. Bye-bye, Ben. There's some raccoons having a pool party. Apparently, they're intruders. I have intruders, man. 
Dula worse. Dudes are awfully cute. Look at him! He's doing tricks over here. This one, this was doing like fucking flips and shit. The little hands go. <laughs> I hope I hope he cooled down. This shit happened in like Phoenix or some shit. Hot ass raccoons. You need a little dip in the pool. July looks to be the hottest month ever, ever on record. Is August gonna top July? Oh boy, oh boy, are we gonna see wildfires, hurricanes, fall is gonna be horrendous. But these raccoons are cute. Oh, and also we got the Republican presidential primary. bearer bad news go ahead light one up tip one back it's all right to have a little fun before you hit the sack i'm justin freegan not everybody <laughs>